Good morning and thanks for listening in. Happy Monday to you. This is the Daily Morning Update from BQ Prime and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 12th of June. This week is going to be dominated by central bank news. The RBI's Monetary Policy Committee's review is out of the way. But this week, you'll have the interest rate decisions from the US, Europe, China and Japan. And while markets have to brace for volatility, there's going to be a volatility of a different kind off the western coast of India. Cyclone Biparjoy, which is located over the east-central Arabian Sea, was moving north-northeastward at a speed of 8 kilometers per hour last night and is expected to continue its north-northeastward movement to make landfall as a very severe cyclonic storm on Thursday. According to the India Meteorological Department, the cyclone is projected to cross the Saurashtra and Kutch regions as well as the adjoining coasts of Pakistan between Mandvi in Gujarat and Karachi in Pakistan around noon on the 15th of June. The cyclone intensified into an extremely severe cyclonic storm on Sunday morning. The Meteorological Department has issued a cyclone alert for Saurashtra and Kutch coasts. Some reports have claimed that the landfall location could be anywhere between Kutch and Purbandar and it will weaken a bit before landfall on the 15th or 16th of June. The cyclonic winds have complicated flight travel with several aircraft experiencing landing delays. One Indigo aircraft in fact even had to enter Pakistan airspace having been diverted before it landed safely in Ahmedabad. In other news, the central government is planning a master app that will show real-time availability of electric vehicle charging slots on a map to ease range anxiety and boost adoption of electric mobility. A beta version of the app may be available in the next few weeks. Users of the app can discover the nearest available charging station, book a slot in advance and make payments. The project is being funded by the Asia Development Bank and the app will be owned and operated by the Indian government. Speaking of electric mobility, the transformation of Jaguar into an all-electric luxury brand is on track with the first few vehicles to be launched in 2025 and that's according to Jaguar Land Rover Chairman N. Chandrasekharan. He was addressing shareholders in the company's annual report for 2022-23 when he noted that the British automaker is set to transform into a modern luxury vehicle business. The first of three new Jaguar designs will be a four-door GT with a range of up to 700 kilometers, according to Chief Executive Officer Adrian Mardell. In international news, I mentioned the upcoming policy review of the U.S. Federal Reserve. Officials of the Fed are likely to hit pause after more than a year of driving interest rates higher. But the move is likely to be accompanied by a strong signal that they're prepared to keep hiking if required, while Chair Jerome Powell will have to placate a number of officials who fear progress on inflation has stalled. That's according to a Bloomberg report. In other news, UBS will impose strict restrictions on bankers from Credit Suisse, including a ban on new clients from high-risk countries when the takeover deal closes this week. A list of almost two dozen red lines has been drawn up prohibiting Credit Suisse staff from a range of activities in a bid to curb risk. And that's according to a Financial Times report. 
In international markets, U.S. futures are indicating a positive start to the week. In the Asia-Pacific region, though, two of the three early risers were trading this morning and they were heading in opposite directions. The Nikkei 225 was trading higher by 0.7% last I checked. And with that, it's over to Neeraj Shah for the trade setup for the day in India. Morning, Neeraj. There are indications of a positive start to trade here in India, but there's lots to factor in. Most importantly, the Fed decision later in the week. How are you viewing the start of trade? Good morning, Alex. And undoubtedly, the Fed decision remains the most important piece of the puzzle this week. But it is anticipated that there will largely be a, a pause as per most uh, polls that I have read. So maybe, just maybe, it doesn't become as big anymore a decision which moves the market, if you will. So that's to be kept in mind. From our market's perspective, a couple of other factors, right? I mean, we're seeing oil extend losses on demand woes. The global market's looking okay. Though they have looked okay for a better part of last week and India hasn't done well. But this morning, maybe just maybe, we do slightly better because a combination of decent global markets plus lower oil might just help our markets in this session today. So I think that is something that I'm most certainly watching out for. A thing to watch also will be the engaging of West and Iran and what it the impact that it has on sentiment around crude prices. So I think that is a keen thing. Uh, Iranian President Ibrahim Raisi and Emmanuel Macron uh, discussed nuclear talks and the lifting of economic sanctions on a phone call on Saturday. So I think that key aspect continues. Just before we get into stocks, keep in mind that the optimism around emerging markets in India continues. Uh, Javier Baraton, who is the global chief investment officer at HSBC Asset Management in Paris, in an interview to Bloomberg Television, said that EMs like India, Brazil, China don't have an inflation problem and they may cut rates faster than the Federal Reserve. And he asserts that if one is looking at true diversification at this time, one is to look into true EMs, look into Asia and look into India, which is underappreciated, according to him. So that optimism around India certainly continues. Needless to say, um, today will be, like we said, that may be a positive start and a bunch of stocks to watch out for. Uh, T-Target Wagons, most certainly there's a preferential allotment to small cap world fund of capital group at 380 per share versus the underlying price of 347, 348. So very likely that this might do well today. In fact, I'm pretty certain it'll do well. Um, there might be some weakness for Go Fashion. Um, uh, CNBC TV 18 says that Sequoia will sell 10.2% stake in Go Fashion, and therefore this stock might correct a little bit uh, on that supply. Uh, what might do well is Maharashtra Seamless. They've done a voluntary prepayment of borrowings of 234 crores, and the prepayment results in the company becoming completely debt-free. They've cited high order book and strong liquidity position, giving comfort with prepayment of loans. But keep in mind that this is a second instance of voluntary prepayment in the last eight months. Just shows... Um, the company's commitment to utilizing cash flows into prepayment of borrowings and becoming debt-free. So quite quite a strong uh, piece of news that is uh, from Maharashtra Seamless. Pharma export data for the month of May was positive for stocks like Sinjin and Zydus, but very negative for companies like Gland, Divis and Doris. And therefore, those names might, uh, all these names might be in focus in the session today. So that is most certainly uh, to be watched out for um, and you might have some movement um, into companies which have had 
strong price volume action in in Friday's session. So India Cements was up six and a half percent with 4.7 times weekly average volumes. Hal hit LIFA is up six percent, volumes at three times weekly average, and Delta Corp up four percent with volumes in here two times weekly average. So do watch out for those as well. Lots of stocks and optimism abound in today's session. With this, it's back to you. Thanks, Neeraj. And as always, thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day.